Welcome to the Revo Podcast. Revo Church is one church in multiple locations with a vision to spark a revolution of life change through Jesus. We hope to accomplish this through our core values of love big, serve hard, live bold, grow deep, and move forward. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website at discoverrevo.com. Yo, what's up, fam? Great to see you guys today. Thanks for hanging out with us in the room. For those of you watching us online, thanks for coming out, being on Facebook, YouTube, the app, whatever. Listen, it's a big week this week. I'm not going to pretend like it's not. Big eating day on Thursday that we got coming up, uh, and uh, you need to be prepared for it. I need to be prepared for it. Um, this week, a lot of stuff that we need to be getting our minds and our hearts and our stomachs moving in the right direction. Let me ask you a question, though. If you showed up to Thanksgiving on Thursday, what, what is the one thing that you are looking forward to the most? What's, what's the one thing that if you showed up and it was not on the table, it would not be Thanksgiving for you? It, it would just be incomplete. You would be disappointed. Uh, for some of you, it's the turkey. Thanksgiving Day is the only day of the year you eat turkey or that you would cook a turkey. And so it's known for turkey, like I, I want to show up on Thanksgiving and, and eat turkey and do a turkey. For some of you, it's that. Uh, for some of you, like you, you're like, turkey is so dry and it's bland, like I'm here for the sides, okay? I don't care if it's ham or turkey or barbecue, like I'm not, I'm, I don't care about that. Bring out the mac and cheese, the green bean casserole, the sweet potatoes, gravy on everything, right? Just bring, like, like that's why you're here, that's why you're showing up. If you didn't have those things... It would not be Thanksgiving. There would be a boycott in your home uh, without those things. And, and then finally, some people, the holidays are all about the desserts. It's the sweet stuff. And Thanksgiving is notorious for pies, pecan pie, pumpkin pie, apple pie, sweet potato pie. I'm for all of them. As long as there's a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top of it, then we're on the same team. We can handle it. And so maybe that's, maybe that's you. You're like, hey, Thanksgiving and holidays is, is just another excuse to eat two pieces of pie. Like you can justify it. Um, that's, that's, we have like just traditions like that. I don't know if, if uh, your family's like this, but uh, my family's one of those wild families where on Thanksgiving morning, we run a 5K. We do a turkey trot. Any other crazy? Nope. All right, good. Here's the reason I do it though. I want to justify what I'm going to eat later. And so if I run, like when I'm eating a second piece of pie, I'm like, of course I'm going to eat a second piece of pie. I ran a 5K this morning, okay? And even though like a 5K burns 200 calories, which is enough calories in like one piece of pie, like one bite of a piece of pie, like I still, the math is confusing to me. And so I just, I just gloss over it. But there are certain things about Thanksgiving that if they were not at my table on Thanksgiving, it just wouldn't be Thanksgiving. It would be diet Thanksgiving, it would be Thanksgiving light, whatever you want to call it. Like there's got to be these things on my table. First thing I got to have is I got to have a fried turkey. I don't want it baked. I don't want it smoked. Like it's got to be fried. I look forward to that all year round. And like to me, that's the only way you can eat. If I showed up to my Thanksgiving and there wasn't a fried turkey, it wouldn't be Thanksgiving. It would just be Thursday. We're just eating dinner on a Thursday. That would be, that would be what it would be. Um, for me, uh, my cranberry sauce has to come out of a can, okay? I know your great, great, great grandma has a, a recipe for homemade cranberry sauce that everybody in your family loves. Here's the deal, nobody loves that stuff, okay? Everybody wants the can. And I don't need for you to make it all fancy, okay? I need for you to open up the can and put it on the plate in the round container. Like, dude, like don't even try it. 
Like, I want to be able to slap it with a knife and it jiggles, right? <laughs> right? That's, how you know your cran- that's how you know you're eating the right cranberry sauce. Nobody wants the homemade stuff. Give it to us straight out of the can. Uh, I also want dressing. I got to have dressing with lots of gravy on it. It's not called stuffing. I don't know why you call it stuffing. It's not. It's called dressing. And so I got to have that. If, it, if I don't have that on the table, it's not Thanksgiving. It's, it's, it's not. There's just something missing. Um, sweet potato casserole. Here's the deal. For those of you that eat marshmallows on top of your sweet potato casserole, it's time to grow up, okay? <laughs> like, like nobody eats marshmallows except small children. My kids eat marshmallows in their Lucky Charms, okay? So when I eat sweet potato casserole, it has to have the brown sugar and pecans on the top of it. Don't bring marshmallows in here. I'm not five, all right? I want pecans and the crunchy, sugary stuff on top of my, of my sweet potato casserole. And then for me, it's not Thanksgiving until I have a plate where like everything is piled up on it. And here's the deal. It does not matter to me if all of my food is touching each other. Now, Elizabeth, my wife, that's a deal breaker for her. Uh, she's the type of gal that on Thanksgiving, she's going to have two plates because she has to keep all of her stuff separated. Like nothing can touch anything else on their plate. See, I don't mind that. Like I don't mind like the intermarrying of foods. I don't mind like if the gravy is running off of one thing onto another. Totally fine with it. In fact, it wouldn't be Thanksgiving for me if it wasn't like a, a, a small plate piled up with food that was all touching each, each other. Like those are things that if they were, they were missing, it just, it just wouldn't be right. When I, when I think about that and I think about how the Bible talks about gratitude, I think those two things are connected. Uh, because I think the way that most people think about gratitude, um, we think we're grateful people. If somebody were to ask you, are you thankful or are you a generally grateful person? I think the majority of us would, would, say, would say, yes, like we're, we're grateful. I'm, I'm a thankful person. I'm thankful for a lot of things in my life. Um, but I think if we read the Bible and how the Bible talks about gratitude, I think most of us would have to admit uh, along the grand scheme of things, there are some pretty key things that might be missing in, in our hearts when it comes to gratitude. J- just like if you were to walk up to a, a Thanksgiving table and if the turkey is not there, then something is missing. It is incomplete. I think the majority of people's gratitude is incomplete at best. I know we like to think that we're thankful people and, and grateful for a lot of things in our life, but if we really dig down into what the Bible says, uh, I think there's a, a lot more to gratitude than, than many of us might embrace. And so that's what I want to talk about today from, from the book of Psalms. David lays out in Psalm chapter 9 some key parts about gratitude that, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe if you're like me, I've ignored these parts before and realized that there are some gaps in my gratitude that, that I got to learn how to fill because the Bible is very clear about what it looks like for us to, to be grateful to God in various areas of our, our lives. I, I believe generally we are grateful, but let's dig down Psalm chapter 9 if you have your Bibles. Like Psalm is right in the middle of the Bible, so just open up your Bible to the middle and there you'll find Psalms. Let's flip over to chapter 9, and David is going to give us uh, some key components of gratitude that I think a lot of people miss. I know I've missed them in my life, uh, but listen to these things as David, just, just in the first two verses, there is packed with some great truths about what real gratitude and thankfulness is and how it impacts our life. Th- this is what he says in verse 1. Uh, David says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all of your wonderful deeds. 
I'll be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. Now there's a phrase right there that already gets me. I gotta admit, I've missed it too many times. Still miss it some. David says, when I think about my gratitude towards God, I wanna thank God with all of my heart. I I gotta shoot you straight. Like I'm good with half-hearted gratitude. I'm I'm good at being thankful for some stuff in my life, like the good stuff. Uh, When when life goes well, when things are going good, when marriage and family and finances and job, you know what I'm talking about. When those things are good in our lives, it's easy to be thankful. But but wholehearted thanksgiving, Like, like even the things that I'm still waiting on God for, even the things that I'm frustrated for, even the prayers that I'm praying that he hasn't answered yet, like I'm supposed to be thankful for those things as well when things don't go my way when when everything isn't perfect David says I don't want there to be any part of my life that isn't thankful and grateful to God when 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 God sees my gratitude I want him to say man that guy is grateful with with all his heart all his mind all his soul all his strength like there's this every part of me is grateful when I think about God and when I think about what, what God has, has done for me, I think too many times, like I, I can give you 75% gratitude, may, maybe even on a good day, 90%. But, but David says our gratitude towards God should be with our whole heart. Every aspect of your life is an act of thanksgiving towards God. Every part of it, even in the waiting, even when things aren't perfect, even when the answer is no, not yet, even in the pain, even in the struggle, in the part of life that we wish that we could change. David says, even in those things, I still want to be grateful. So what happens in life when things don't go as planned? What happens when you don't get what you want? What happens when you pray and the answer seems to be no or not yet or, or wait? What happens when it feels like God is, is not delivering on what you're asking for? Will you still be grateful then? Because it's really easy to be grateful when everything in life is perfect. People that don't even believe in God can be thankful when everything in life seems to be going well. But David says part of what makes our gratitude whole, complete, lacking nothing, is when we're thankful for God with our whole hearts. So how do you get wholehearted gratitude? Well, David tells us three things. If you're taking notes, I want you to jot these down. You can open up the app. All of the notes will be in there. He says here's three things. If you're struggling with gratitude this morning, If you're not sure if your gratitude is is wholehearted, I I want to be wholeheartedly thankful to God, then David tells us these three things. The first thing he tells us in in those two verses is this. If you want to be grateful, you you need to be in the habit of looking back. Number one, looking back. If you've got a gratitude deficit in your life right now, then take a minute, hit the pause button, and and look back on your life. David says this in in verse one. He says, "I I will tell of all of your wonderful deeds. Everything that you've ever done for me, God, that it, it encompasses that all of your wonderful deeds, I want to tell you about it. My wife has this app on her phone. It's called Time Hop. I don't know if there's any time hoppers in here, um, but here's how the app works. Uh, every time you post a picture on any of your social media accounts, the, the app saves them on that day and, and every day, like this day next year, you will see all of the pictures that you post, right? So today is November the 20th. If, if you posted a picture on your Instagram five years ago on November 20th, that app brings it back up. And so you get to relive the memories. 
And, it, and it's kind of cool for us because Elizabeth will show me like a picture of something fun that we did as a family 10 years ago. She'll show me a picture of the girls when, when they were little babies when she posted it on her, on her Facebook. And we get to look at how much they've grown. And, and there was exciting things that we did, family vacations or cool places that we went. And it's kind of cool to, to, to see those things and see how people have changed and see how our lives have changed. But, but it's a reminder of some great things that happened in our past. And I think David here, he says, man, hey, we got to make sure that spiritually every morning we, we need to go to the time hop. Spiritually speaking, we need to take some time and look back at all of the things that God has done, all of the doors that he's opened, all of the blessings that he's given you, uh, all of the prayers that he's answered, all of the different ways that God has provided. Because if you're not careful, we live in a world that will hurriedly move past what we've experienced in the past. And here's the danger, right? We want to know, what have you done for me lately? Ever heard people say that? It doesn't matter what they've done for you in the past. What have you done for me lately? And if we're not careful, we can start to treat God like that. Despite him blessing us with so many things, doing so many things for us in our lives, answering prayers, opening doors, giving guidance and protection, sometimes we can have the audacity to get up in front of God and say, yeah, but God, what have you done for me today? Why didn't you answer the prayer today? Why didn't you give me what I want right now? Why am I still waiting on an answer here? David says, man, I, I want to make sure I'm taking time out of my day. David puts on the instant replay of his life. There are times where David says, hey, I mean, I, I want to go back and look at what God has done. I don't want to forget those things. Man, God has been too good to me. And if I'm not careful, I can, I can complain about what God hasn't done, despite God having a long list of things that he has done. So if you're struggling this morning to be grateful, or you might think, yeah, I'm just an overall, I'm a thankful person. When's the last time you've looked back and reminisced on all that God has done? That you, you, you look back and reminded yourself of God's faithfulness. That's what gratitude does. Gratitude remembers. And if you got a, if you got a lack of gratitude this morning, just, just hit the pause button. G get on your spiritual time hop and remind yourself of how God has been so good to you how faithful God has been to you. That's part of the lost art of gratitude is remembering, taking a moment to pause and remember. Uh, I was reading a book uh, recently called Undaunted Courage. It's a book about uh, Lewis and Clark and how they uh, were commissioned by President Thomas Jefferson at the time to, to figure out a way to connect the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, they, they wanted to find a waterway that would connect uh, the two sides of the country. And, and think about how long ago this was. Congress actually gave Lewis and Clark $2,500, which is an enormous amount of money at the time. And, and the book breaks down how they spent the money. And I thought that was really interesting. About $700 of that was spent on gifts that they would give to the different Native American tribes as they passed through the West. And other, other money was spent on medicine and food, and, and obviously they had to have a boat uh, to get there. And, and, but the biggest expense, I thought this was really interesting, the biggest expense, the largest sum of money that they spent for the whole trip was on, get this, paper and ink. They spent more money on ink than they spent on food. Because here's what Lewis and Clark decided. 
Every step of the way, they wanted to be careful to document what they saw and draw a map of the terrain, make notes, remember the people that they encountered, remember what the land was like. They wanted to write down every single detail because they knew part of the journey was not just getting there, but being able to look back and remember what they saw. I think David here is saying, hey guys, make sure you invest in some ink and paper in your life. Make sure that you're writing down and remembering what God has done because you don't want to get to the end of life and and just think that, oh, it was just all about the journey. No, there's got to be a time where we look back and recall all that God has done. We, we, We think back about these things and we're reminded of how faithful God was. Not only will it make you grateful now, but I believe reminding yourself of what God has done in the past will build your faith moving forward. Because when you remember how faithful God was, you remember all the times you prayed and he answered. You remember the things that he's done for you. It just makes you have more and more confidence in God moving forward. That's who he is. So Paul, uh, David here says, excuse me, David says, hit the pause button and look back. I will think of all of the wondrous deeds that you have done. Second thing he says is, is this, don't, don't leave that out of your, of your gratitude expression. Number, number two, he says, I want you to make it public. Now, I struggle with this a lot. Like, your gratitude was meant to be public. Here's what David says, I will tell of all of your wondrous deeds. He doesn't say, I will think about it. He doesn't say, I will pray about them secretly. David says, the words that come out of my mouth will be a testament to God's faithfulness and to my gratitude towards God. Here's sometimes that I struggle with. Uh, I will be private with my gratitude about things that God has done in public for me. That's not how it works. Like we need to be, when God does something public for you, our response to God needs to be public. Like it's not a private thing. Our faith is a personal thing, but it's not a private thing. And David wants to say, hey, I wanna tell people. I wanna tell people what God's done for me. And when I read that phrase, I want to tell, I, I think about a, a word uh, that, that my mom growing up, I, I grew up with a brother. My mom hated when, when my brother and I did this. Uh, David is essentially saying, God is looking for some tattletales about how good he is. Now, sometimes my brother would do something and, and I would go and tell my mom. Of course, I'd love to run and go tell my mom if my brother broke something or my brother did something wrong. And, and my mom would ask me, like, are you tattletaling? Like, why are you, why are you tattling on your brother, Stephen? And, and so, like, I grew up thinking that it's not good to, to tattle on people. It's not good to tell. Nobody likes that person that's always trying to rat out someone else or always trying to make someone else look bad and always talking about somebody else and what they did. But, but David says, no, that's what I want you to do. God's looking for some spiritual tattletales. God's looking for some people that will go out to anybody and everybody and say, listen, you are not going to believe what God did for me. <laughs> you are not going to believe how God provided Come on, I got to tell you this story about God's faithfulness. The other day I was praying and God answered the prayer and I was asking for some direction and God gave it to me and just time after time, let me tell you this story about God. Let me tell you what God has done. Let me show you how it acts in my life. Like he's just tattletale. I'm going to be a tattletale for God. Like spiritually speaking, I'm going to tell anybody that will listen what God has done and how good he is and how grateful I am for him, and how faithful God is. That's one of the components. If we're not careful, our gratitude can be private, and we can think it, and we can feel it, but we never show it. That's what, what David is saying. We need to show our gratitude to God. It needs to be verbal. We need to tell about the things that, that he has done. 
I've heard it put like this, unexpressed gratitude is like buying a gift for someone and wrapping it and never giving it to them. Now, the whole reason you buy a gift and you wrap it is so that you can give it to someone. The whole purpose behind gratitude is not so that you can feel it or know it, but that you can share it. You can be vocal about it. And so David says, I want, I want to tell. I want to, to tell. I had somebody approached me um, recently and, and, and asked me if I was grateful for something. And it was something that they had done. And I'm thinking in my mind, of course I'm, of course I'm grateful for it. Right? Are you kidding me? Like that was a huge sacrifice. What you did, what you said. I don't know if you've ever uh, been accused of being ungrateful for something before, but my natural response is, wait, wait of course I'm grateful. Right? I understand that. I know what you did. That was a big deal. I know that was a sacrifice and I, I know it was you that did it. And so, yeah, I'm grateful. But here's what I realized. Uh, it's not that I'm ungrateful for it, but when we fail to express our gratitude, it makes people feel like we're ungrateful. You ever done something from somebody and they didn't thank you for it? Like they didn't write a note or they didn't acknowledge what you did for them? Well, my mind automatically goes to, well, they must not be grateful for it. And if they're not grateful for it, then I'm not gonna do it again. <laughs> and the whole time, it's not that you and I are ungrateful, but when we, when we refuse to voice it, it communicates. Now think about that, man. Think about all that God has done for you. And I don't want God to think I'm ungrateful. I don't want to just assume that God thinks I'm great. Yeah, of course, God knows my heart. God knows my mind. Of course, he thinks I'm grateful. Of course, he knows I'm grateful. No, you got to say it. David says, I want you to be vocal with it. Think about how other emotions and other things that we feel, if we don't show them and vocalize them, like it doesn't do any good. Married couples in here. Oh, what if you got married? And uh, well, you are married. So here we are, if you're a married couple. Um, what if you told your spouse that, that you love them on your wedding day, but you never said it another day in your marriage? Wouldn't go well, right? Well, now you're thinking in your mind, well, now, now she knows I love her, I told her. I told her in front of the pastor and in front of the God and everybody, like everybody was there at the wedding. You can go look at it on video. I told you I loved you that one day. I don't need to tell you again. She knows that I love her. No, that's not, like, that's not good. It's not gonna work out well for you. So just like I would tell a married couple, hey, you need to tell your spouse you love them every single day. Don't just think, oh, well, she knows I love her. Well, I told her one time. Well, she knows deep down in my heart, she knows I love her. No, you gotta say it. The same thing happens with gratitude. You can't just say I'm grateful one time and then just say, well, you know, they know. I said it one time. No, Paul says, I'm gonna tell it. I wanna tell people what God has done for me. I wanna tell people how grateful I am. I want my words to be a testament to how great God is and everything that he's done for my life. So let it be public. Vocalize it. Even if God has done something for you in private, make it public. Share it with people. It bolsters other people's faith and it challenges other people to be grateful in their life as well. If you're not vocal and public about your gratitude, then just like sitting down at the Thanksgiving table and there being no turkey, there's a piece missing. And our gratitude is, is incomplete. Last thing I want you to write down is, is this. Not, not only is it, is it public, our gratitude, not only do we need to look back, but David is gonna argue that, that you need to be specific in your gratitude. For the rest of the book of, or the chapter of Psalm 9, David is going to specifically list the things that he's thankful for. David is not generic. I don't know if you've ever prayed generic prayers like this. I know I have where, where we just say a prayer to God and we're like, God, thank you for, 
for everything. <laughs> Thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you for, for anything that, that you've made possible in my life. Yeah, they're just generic prayers. David breaks it down over these next few verses and says, now let me tell you what I'm thankful for. God, you rescued me from my enemies. Thank you. You provided for me in this particular situation. Thank you. I prayed about this thing, this particular time, and, and you answered. Thank you, God. And, and just verse by verse, specifics, David begins to say things in his life that he says, hey, I'm going to be thankful. Not generic thanksgiving, but specific. These are things that I prayed for and God answered. I asked for and God gave me things that I poured my heart out to God for and he answered those things. God, I want to be public in my gratitude, but also I want to be specific. For the rest of the chapter, David unpacks those things and there are things that God has delivered you from, God has blessed you, God has done for you, doors that he's opened, so many things that you and I can be grateful for. And we just need to take a moment and be specific. Watch how your faith grows over that. Watch how your connection with God grows as a result of you being specific. I think the last challenge uh, that, that, that appears from this text that, that I really am challenged by is, is this. The reason why it's so important for you to be specific and for your gratitude to be public, for you to take a minute and, and hit the pause button and, and hit rewind to think about it is this. Gratitude is ultimately contagious. That's why God wants it to be public. You ever been around a really grateful person? I mean, I'm talking about people that they, they will not write anything off as coincidence. They, 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 they are willing to be thankful for many things in their life. You know, a lot of people are complaining about their job. A grateful person's like, man, I'm just glad I got a job. I'm just glad I'm able to provide for my family. I know my boss sometimes is crazy and coworkers are frustrating sometimes, but man, I'm just thankful. There are people that don't have a job right now. I'm thankful. There, there are people that are thankful to have a roof over their head. Like some people are complaining about, well, my apartment's too small or, well, I, I want a different house or a newer house or a bigger house. And, and then some people are just like, man, I'm just glad that I got a, a roof over my head and, and the heat was on last night. I'm glad I have a job. I'm glad I got a family. I'm, I'm glad that, that I haven't skipped a meal. I'm glad, I know gas prices are through the roof right now, but I'm just glad like I, I've never had to walk. Like I've always had the money, like God has just always made a way, I'm just, I'm just grateful for it. And when you surround yourself with people that are thankful and grateful in public like that, something interesting starts to happen. You become more of a grateful person. Because when I hear people that are grateful even for the little things, it serves as a reminder for me, yeah, Nathan, God's done that for you as well. You need to be more thankful. Yeah, Nathan, the, the, the thing that they just thank God for, God has given that to you. Why haven't you been vocal about it? Man, Nathan, you got more than they have. And if they're thankful for what they have, why aren't you thankful for what you have? And so I'm just challenged by it. And, and, and maybe God wants to use your public gratitude as a way to, to lift everyone else around you. Instead of being the negative voice that is prominent and prevalent in the world today, maybe he wants you to be the light in the darkness. Maybe he wants you to be the one that's quick to give God the credit for things, quick to be thankful for things, even when everything is not the way that you want it. Just so that other people around you can hear your grateful heart and maybe their heart will be softened as a result of that. Man, I love that. I love that. God can use your gratitude over the little things to challenge other people around you. So this week, I want you to think about that. How can you be public in your gratitude? How can you be quick to give God the credit 
around people, not just in your prayers and in your private life with God, but around friends and family, around your coworkers and your boss, around complete strangers, wherever you live, work, study, play, eat, and shop. Think about how gratitude can impact the people that are around you this week. Let your gratitude towards God be contagious and use it as a way to bring worship to him. So this week, I hope you take some time and initiative to be grateful. As you sit around that table with family and friends, as you're traveling on the road and as things are hectic or things are are perfect in your house, make gratitude a part of your expression to him. Fight the fight and the desire to say, God, what have you done for me lately? And hit the pause button this week and think about all the times he's been faithful and good to you in the past and thank him for those things. Don't wait until you feel grateful. Gratitude is not a feeling, it's a decision. David here says, I will thank God. I will tell people of the goodness of God in my life. Don't don't wait until you feel thankful. Make a decision today. Hey, I'm gonna be thankful. I will be thankful today. I will tell people of God's goodness and the things that he's done in my life. And finally, always be specific. Don't, Don't say generic prayers like, God, thanks for everything. Tell God what you're grateful for. Give the credit where the credit is due. Share with other people the specific ways that God has moved in your life and answered. And I'm telling you that, that's what's missing from our gratitude. Making it personal, making it public, being specific and letting it be contagious in your life. Let's be grateful people, especially this week. Your gratitude matters. It can help some people see God for who he really is and know him and be introduced to him, maybe for the very first time, because you were simply willing to be grateful and be vocal about what God has done in your life. Let's pray together. Be grateful as we close the service out today. God, you are good. You're kind. You're loving. You are compassionate. You love us, you hear us when we call out to you. You've got a plan and a purpose for our life. You help to guide our lives, you give us protection. You've opened up doors that we need to walk into and you've closed doors that would, that would keep us from making a, a huge mistake. God, we could go on and on and on of the things that, that we need to be thankful for and how we are grateful to you. So God, this week, I know that's not natural for us, We tend to see the gaps. We tend to see what's missing. But this week, God, would you just help us? Would you do something in our hearts to make us grateful people? Uh, To use that gratitude as a witness to others, the family and the friends that will be around in a crazy, hectic time of the year. God, may our gratitude shine a light. When we talk about your goodness and your grace and what you've done for us, how you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for us so that we could have true life. God, there's so much to be thankful for. Help us to be grateful to you with our whole hearts wholehearted praise, wholehearted worship, wholehearted thanks for the things that you have done for us. God, thank you. Thank you. Ask those things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Revo podcast. We believe everyone has a next step to take in their relationship with Jesus. If you would like more information on what that means for you, or if you have any questions about today's message, please email us at info at discoverrevo.com.